Okay, so Besiyata Deshmaya, we're going to begin our shear on the inner dimension of Shabbos. This is the ninth shear in the series, Besiyata Deshmaya. So we began, if you remember last week, we began talking about the concept of Neirois Shabbos. That was last week's shear. We started talking about the Indian of Kavod and Oinig as it relates to Shabbos. And we spoke about the, the halachic aspect of it. We spoke about the panemius aspect of Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David. That was last week's shear. And I thought it would be special because this is a special Shabbos coming up. The Shabbos that has the whole Hanukkah encapsulated within it, of course, as the Shabbos before Hanukkah. And ultimately, Parsha's Vayesha, which is also my Bar Mitzvah Parsha, Baruch Hashem. So I feel very connected to the Parsha. I feel very connected to Hanukkah. I feel very connected to Shabbos. And so I was thinking that with Hashem's help, if we were able to bring all these three things together, that would mamish be beautiful to carry on this segment of our series that's going to focus now on on Hadlakas near Shabbos for a few weeks. We're going to try to to get a little bit of all those elements in, if we can, with Hashem's help. So let's take a look at the first source from the Heligabas Ayin, whose yard said it was just two, three weeks ago. A Talmud of the Berdichver ended up moving to Tzvas, very exalted, wonderful tzaddik that they actually put out recently. Mosaic Press put out a three volume in English on the Sefer Bas Ayin, which is very beautiful, very, very beautiful. Something new. So let's take a look. And the Pasuk says, That it was when Yehuda's children were born, to say, This one came out first. You, you, you burst out. Thank you so much. You burst out by Yikra Shemai Paretz, and they called his name Paretz. I'm just going to make a uh, bracha here. Baruch Atadi No Yelehinu Melech Olam Shakol Niyev Dvarei. Amen. This is what the pasuk tells us: Two children are born, and the second child they call Paretz. I'll say Ma Paretz Alecha that you burst out, you burst forth by Yikra Shemai Paretz, and they called his name Paretz. Says the Bas Ayin al Pi Remez. It's possible to say here in the derech of Remez beyond the surface. Dini Isa the Shulchan Aruch brings Shinar Chanukah Koydim Lener Shabbos. Then when we have the option of lighting these two Neiros because it's Shabbos Chanukah, we are always lighting the Ner Chanukah before the Ner Shabbos. Obviously, if you bring in Shabbos first, you can no longer light the Shabbos the, the, the Chanukah Neiros, and so we're lighting the Chanukah Neiros. First, and then the nearest shall Shabbos. But he says over here that these two candle lightings are representative of two different levels in serving a Kodesh Baruch. Anytime that we think of candles, we think of flames, that means it's a representation of spirituality, it's a representation of Ruchnias. And so he says there are two kinds of lights, there are two kinds of spiritual madrigas. That are two levels of serving God. The first level is in the bold over here. There's one kind of Jew who's serving Hashem on the level of staying away from negative behaviors and pursuing goodness, doing the mitzvahs, doing chesed, learning Torah, davening. But in such a way that the, that the Basayin says, Hainushu Mechashiv, Hefsed Mitzvah Keneget Schara, Vizchara Veira Keneget of Seda. He's constantly balancing things with regard to what's advantageous for him as an individual. Is this worth it or is this not worth it? Ultimately, what am I going to gain from this particular mitzvah? And what am I going to lose from this particular Aveira? Which means to say, Schar, reward in this world, in the next world. And it's for this reason that this person's whole life is founded upon this consideration that ultimately comes from the ego, comes from the self, to say, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? What am I going to gain if I do this mitzvah? Okay, so then I'll do it if it's worth it for me, right? And what am I going to lose if I do this avera? So based on that, I decide whether or not to do this or not, right? So that, he says, is an aspect of a lower level what's described by Chazal as This is somebody who's serving Hashem 
Almanas le kabo pras to deserve reward of one kind or another, which Chazal say out to you kavod, and don't be like the servant that serves his master. Almanas le kabo pras ella. The Mishnah continues, For higher reasons, for reasons that go beyond our own identity, which we'll explore in a minute. says, This is not the ultimate level of serving Hashem. It's not the ultimate. And he says, ultimately, this is the level of service that's hinted to by gullus, by exile, by being out of place, by not being completely aligned, by not being in the place where we truly belong. It's an aspect of gullus. That the light of Torah and the light of Avoida are not complete because they're not ultimately in their proper place. That whatever love he feels, or whatever awe he feels or fear he feels more specifically is again relative to his own identity and not taking into account a broader picture which we'll explore in the Bechina Beis. Now again, obviously, this is still a very beautiful madrega. This is a very high madrega. Halavai that we should be at this madrega still. To be able even to care enough and to believe enough that there's schar and that there's einish, that that should have an influence on us to make us refrain from doing certain things. Right? Who is it? Rabbi Yechanan in the Gemara, I think, at the end, who said halavai, Halavai, that, that our year's Shemayim should be like our year's Bas of Adam, right? Halavai, that's a still a very high level. That's still a very high level. And Rabbi Nachman actually in Sichasaran, in our Sichasaran series toward the beginning, uh, the, th- the third or fourth shear, we delve into it on, uh, on Spotify, you can find it in other places, where we talked about all the different kinds of Yira that there are. Three, three kinds of Yira that we outlined over there. And the first is Yira Sa'inish, just simply like a child is afraid of getting, getting hit, he's, he's just afraid of getting punished. And that's a reason, that's a consideration enough to cause a person not to do something. And while the other tzaddikim, like you see here, the sentiment in the Basayin, are trying to remind us that there are higher levels to strive for, Rabbi Nachman says, don't worry, that's a very good madriga to be at. That's a very, a lot of things have to go right for a person to have simple years of Einish. Right? There has to be a muna that there's Hashem. There has to be a muna that there's schar and Einish. There has to be a muna that there's an Olam Haba. There are a lot of things that are very beautiful about that level. So even though there's a higher level, that doesn't mean to say that there's no value in it. Of course there's value in it. But he says over here that when held up to the ultimate level that we're going to explore in a minute, we should know it's, it's, it's a little bit bedi'evit. And there's a higher madriga that we could reach. There's a higher l'chatchila. What's that higher l'chatchila? Ubechina beis, the second aspect is Hashem This is the person that serves Hashem on such a level where there's Ava, love, Yira, and awe, but it's Pnimis. It goes well beyond on an internal level that person's external identity, that person's own consciousness. A person that's filled with yearning to serve Hashem until ad he feels like he's, he's going to leave the world because he's so desperately in love with Hashem and so given over and so committed and so nullified to this ultimate mission that goes beyond the external identity, which Shimon and I were just discussing a little bit, that goes beyond the external identity. with a tremendously powerful love and a, and a tremendous yearning and an awesome, awe-inspiring bond with Hashem. And such a person, he says, such a person is not thinking at all of schar in any world, not in this world, not in the next world, he doesn't see himself as being a yesh. He sees himself as simply a vessel, a kli that's sent to this world to reveal the light of a Kurdish Baruch Hu. And in that place, that's our true essence. And there's no external considerations. There's no, there's no aspect that, you know, you're sitting there in shul shaking the lulav and you're thinking, ah, I'm going to get schar and Very, very few people do that, right? When we're actually engaged in the mitzvah itself. The Radich of Arav and Kedusha Slevi writes that that was a big gift that Hashem gave us, that, 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 that it's a strange thing, but you, you don't really find that Jews are busy thinking about Olam Haba when they're doing the mitzvah itself. And he says that's because in that moment, there's a, there's a deeper th- thing that we're connecting to. It goes beyond 
I'm an Asla Kabbal Pras. When it's Shabbos, you're not thinking about ah, you know, it's it's just Shabbos, and you're 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 enjoying the Shabbos itself. You're enjoying the mitzvah itself, right? And um, that's what he's referring to over here, where there's a level that goes beyond our own identity in serving a Kodesh Baruch and he writes over here again, but you have to know that, again, it's all relative, right? In, in its own level, it's a very beautiful thing, in its own right. Halavai, halavai, that I should have Yerush properly. Halavai, this is, this is already a big madrega. But he says, what we can strive for and what we should be uh, thinking about and knowing is an accessible experience, even for us. He says, still. There's a level where we can say chas v'shalom about yiras ha'oynish. There's a broader way. To avoid the tama v'shleima asher chafitz v'hashem. This is what Hakadosh Baruch Hu truly wants from us. Yirotz and sheniskel is a halavai that we should be zayicha to that higher level. And I'm saying halavai we should be zayicha even to the first level. But halavai we should be zayicha to serve Hakadosh Baruch Hu with this kind of intention, where it's loymaylo loymayrid, doing something that I shouldn't, that I'm not supposed to do because oh, I'm going to get punished in, in Olam Haba, or as opposed to just saying, how could I? This is my whole essence. Our whole essence is to reveal the light of the Shekhinah within us. And so it's not a consideration of myself. There is no self, right? There's a level of Bittal where we're one with our mission. And in that place, like, like Avram Avinu, the Berdichever says, what does the Pasuk say? By the Avram Avinu sent his hand to pick up the knife and to, and to shech Yitzhak Avinu says the Bidichver, what, what, what's the strange Lashin? He sent his hand, you send your hand to pick up a cup of water, you pick up a cup of water. The sending happens subliminally, it happens automatically. What does it mean that Avram Avinu needed to send his hand forth? Says the Bidichver, by the others, they were so aligned with the Ratz and Hashem, because that was, they were bottled to that, that Avram's body knew that truly, Agadosh Baruch Hu didn't want him to Shech Yitzchak. That was the true Ratz and Hashem. So the body refused to move. It refused to respond. And so Avram Avinu needed to go ahead and to, Avram Avinu needed to go ahead and to force his hand to do something. Because on a, on a purely aligned level where the external and internal identities were one, in that place, his hand didn't want to move. He had to force his hand to move. And this is the level of the tzaddikim, where it's not a consideration, should I do this, shouldn't I do this? It's impossible for me to do this. This is something we spoke about in previous shirim about the nekudas habachira where each one of us have a place which is beyond our Bechira and Yiddishkeit. There are certain things we will not do, whether for religious reasons, moral reasons, hopefully murder is beyond me, right? That, that's something that I think, right? we can find, whatever level we're at, we can find, we can find a place that's just beyond the pale, where it's not a consider, it's not a cheshbin. What do I gain? What do I lose? It's just, I, I don't, I can't do this. But the tzaddik in that framework was so, so deeply, rooted that it applied even to the simple things that 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 Bnei Adam Dashba gave of that we don't even think about you know we don't we don't even have the consideration of Sharon Oynish it's so posh to us that we should be doing these things or not doing these things but the tzaddikim it was it was simple alignment it was a total sense of bitl by those tzaddikim and that's what he's describing here going for a second if you turn over the page for one second let's let's take a look at the Piyasetzner Rebbe it's on the, um, on the third page, so not on the other side, but the other page. Derech HaMelech, in last week's parish and parashas Vayishlach. I want to just bring out that when we talk about Yiras HaOinesh, there are many, many different things that we mean. On the one hand, there's the pure fear of being punished in, in Olam Abba, right? That's what he's referring to over here. There's also the aspect that go, it's really not called Yiras HaOinesh, it's called Yiras HaChet, where a person is not afraid of being punished, but a person is afraid of the sin, not of the punishment. What does it mean? That we understand that this is going to cut me off from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is going to be something that's, that's preventing me from living in alignment. I'm afraid of the sin, which is still not the highest level because that's still a consideration. But I'm afraid of what this is going to do, Baruch Nias. What's that? Because it's still, it's still a consideration that, re, that regards myself as a being. That's right, but this is still not total alignment because this is still a cheshben. This is a better cheshben than saying, oh, I'm going to be punished one day and I don't want to suffer. This is a higher level, certainly. That's the shir that I gave in Sichas Ran, where there are three levels. Yerasachet is a higher level. 
Yiras Haroimimus is the third most exalted level. That's called the Yiramitis in the Svarim. Yiras Haroimimus means battle. Batal b'mesiyas. It's like we said, beyond the nekudas habechira. There is no consideration even to say, oh yeah, I really want to be connected to Hashem. Who's I? Who's, who's I really want to be connected to Hashem? That's still your yesh. On the level of your sarayimimus, it's total bitter. That's the high. I know these are very lofty madrigas, but we have to be aware they exist and we can get there. We can get there. Certain special moments. We have to believe in ourselves. We have to believe in ourselves. We have to know that these madrigas exist. That's called your schet. But even within your sa'inish, there's a, there's a deeper level. Let's take a look at the Derech HaMelech, the Helig Rebbe. Start from the end of the first line. He says earth-shattering, earth-shattering words here. Mamashi writes words that I never saw another Svarim like this. He says, Yachid hua adam bechal Man is unique within all of existence. Yachid hu, completely unique. Man is a stranger, both in this world and the next. He's essentially a stranger, necessarily a stranger. He says all of the worlds cannot handle such a strange creature like this. And they constantly ask him, and those that are more aligned can feel this sense echoing within our beings all the time. Malachapai, what are you doing here? Umilachapai, what are you, who, who, are, who asked you to come here? Why are you walking around as if you belong in a world that doesn't belong to you, in a, in a world that's strange, a strange world, an oilam zar? This, he says, is the experience of man. Man is a composite of Olam and Olam He has a soul, he has a body. From the standpoint of his neshama, he's a stranger in Olam From the standpoint of the body, he's a stranger in Olam And there's a certain strangeness to the experience of man because man is not a creature like the rest of the creations. Man is a spark of the divine. And that means that in as much as we still refuse to become aligned with that inner essence, you'll never feel at home. Not in Ruchnius and not in Gashmius. Because you're still seeing yourself as a yesh. But if we're able to go beyond the surface, the crashing waves that we talked about, to go down into the stillness of the depth, that's the only place where we find the makam enu the place where we can finally feel comfortable, the place where we can finally feel at home. So the Bhiyasatsuna says, if you feel weird, if you feel like you don't belong, that's, that's good. That means your mom is aligned with the way that a human being is supposed to feel. Never feel at home. Not, in, not even in Ruchnias, he says all the while that it's still about you. And that for me was very comforting when I read that a few days ago, because sometimes I feel this way. I feel a little bit like a stranger. But Eretz Megure Aviv, like Yitzhak Avinu just wandering throughout the world. Yitzhak Avinu doesn't belong here. Yitzhak Avinu is dead, we spoke about in one of the early shir. Yitzhak Avinu is the one who dies and he comes back to life. He doesn't belong in this world. He's blind. He can't, he can't see what other people see in the world. There's a certain essential strangeness about being human. Says the Pesetz, One who is awake to the whisperings of the heart and to the inner murmurings of the spirit. Such a person will feel this hell, this slingshot of hell. How he's being constantly cast from one place to the next and from that place to, 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 and back. Such a person who's awake and who's conscious, who's in touch, will be, will be pained and will constantly be shuddering over this inner suffering. Here the Piyasetzner says that even in the year Sa'inesh there are two paths. And that's the simple level that we were talking about in the context of the Basayin. Somebody's afraid that in Lost of Love, they're going to they're punish me. And then if I'm sinking into Gashmias, so then maybe it'll be pleasurable for a moment. But I'm sure maybe one day, you know, Lost of after I leave the world, after 120, Bez Hashem, maybe then, you know, I'll go to Chas a person will go to Gehenna and will be punished. That's the simple understanding of Yerusha'inish fear of punishment. But the Piyasetzner says that there's a Yerusha Aynesh that's much more relevant to our generation, to our experience. Because he says, a person like that, 
It's very hard for a person to withhold from doing a certain thing because sometime in the future, when I'm in a different state than I am now, you're telling me, and I have to believe you, that there's going to be punishment one day. Okay, it's a, it's a very hard thing. It's a very, very hard thing for a person to withhold because of a promise of Einish in, in a future world, even if you believe it fully. That is not here right now. The taiva is in front of me right now. It's very, very hard for that to be enough to hold me back. If I'm a person, or we're people, or the, this um, you know, made-up individual is the kind of person who really enjoys Gashmias. He really enjoys Gashmias and, so to speak, feels at home in Gashmias. It's very hard to, to, you know, to stay away from that when there's going to be a punishment of Einish. That's very hard. But Masha Enkein, the second kind of Einish, and Yirasa Einish, is Misha Margish Gehenim is a person who feels that within the pleasure itself is the deepest hell. That within the Gashmias is itself, within the experience of the pleasure, is the, is the greatest feeling of shame and the greatest feeling of suffering and the greatest feeling of knowing that I'm not aligned. So what do I need to speak about? Oynish and Oylem This itself is hell. This itself is Gehenim. Let's be honest. The pleasure is itself pain. He's already feeling that kind of suffering. In the Maisa Avera itself, he's in Gehenna. And already, like the Nevesh says, already the spirit of Gehenna is, is in and of itself within the passion of the Chay. That's Mamish the Yitzhara. The Yitzhara is the Satan, is the Malach Amabas, is Din, is blood, is, is it, Mamish. And as much as we're not using it for Kedusha, but... So he says, a person who understands this a person who really understands that he's gotten to the place where he's nauseous already from, from the quote-unquote beautiful pleasures of this world. He's nauseous from it. He says such a person will be able to go ahead and to avoid the hahavayim that are existing now because I don't need to trust you that one day I might be punished. I'm already being punished, and I know that this is this. this it's it's not attractive to me anymore, and that's a different level of yours. It's still not the highest because I'm still a person, and I still care about my perception and our higher madrigas. We'll speak about, we've spoken about, but I think this gives a whole different perspective on what this means. Yerusha'inish, and by the way, another strategy for ourselves to just really remind ourselves, and it makes it a lot more relevant for us to be able to feel that there's already an Einish within the quote-unquote schar, that we feel, I, I'll have to sacrifice this incredible thing for something later, let's be real. There's, you're not sacrificing anything. We've been brainwashed to think that this is a pleasurable thing. Okay. Amazing, right? Uh, maybe not. Okay. Let's go a little bit further in the Bas, in the bas Ayin. Amnam, he says, in the, third, in the second paragraph, Love lebechinas hazois in order to get to the second madrega, which is really, like we mentioned, the third madrega, because there's an in-between madrega called Yeres Achet. So here he's speaking about Yeres Haraymamas. In order to get to that place, he says, Bilti Efshar is impossible. Without going through first, the first level. So you can't jump to the higher level like this. First you have to experience a yesh. That you're a person, you're an identity, and there are personal considerations with regard to doing something or not doing something. And there are different levels of years of two levels we spoke about. There's years chet. First, we have to experience that kind of experience, make sure we're aligned as much as we can. First, we have to start with this level. It's okay to start this way, like the Svarim tell us. And then afterwards, then you can get to a level where you're able to serve Hashem out of total love, out of no consideration for yourself. But in order to get there, the process of doing the mitzvahs, even so to speak, loylishma, let's say, it's called loylishma, that will bring you to that itself will bring you to lishma. But you have to start somewhere. So first, there's an alignment with the mitzvahs and staying away from Sur Meira and then Asi Toiv, and that itself helps to get the person to a place where then you come out and serve Hashem on the level of Bittu, on the level of your surroundings. The Zet Inyan, he says, Ner Chanukah v'Ner Shabbos. This is the symbolism of Ner Chanukah and Ner Shabbos. 
Shener Chanukah, he says, Humurumaz al Bukhinas Avoida ha Aleph. Ner Chanukah hints to the first level of Avoida. Yerasa Einish. How do we know? Because the word Chanukah comes from the word Chinuch. Chinuch means to train, to start, initiation, which refers to the beginning of a process. How we train a person to get to a higher level, to develop a certain skill. Chinuch, Chanukah. This is how we begin. That afterwards, then we can get to the Ner of Shabbos. That the Neris of Shabbos represent Ava and Yura, two candles, Ava and Yura, Pnimius, of total bitter. Total bitter. We're going to connect this to what we said in previous year as we go along. Vizehu. And he says, if this is what Neris of Chanukah are, and this is what Neris of Shabbos are, he says, this is Pshat in the Halacha, that Ner Chanukah are Koidem Ner Shal Shabbos. That's the deeper element of what it means that in Shabbos Chanukah, we first lighting the Neris of Chanukah, and then the Menorah, and then we're lighting the Neris of Shabbos. That shows us that this Madriga comes first. First there is the Ava and Yira Chitzainis, and then a person comes to the Ava Yira Pnimis. So it begins with First, we have to start on whatever level to serve Hashem. On the level of staying away from what we're not supposed to be doing. And the level of doing what we're supposed to be doing. And then you come to a place where you can serve Hashem on the level of Ner Shal Shabbos of Ava and Yira Pnimis. The Efshalayma and he says that in accordance with this, we can say that these ideas are nermazim, are hinted to the fact that Petevas Shabbos, the word Shabbos, is Shugamatria Taryag Chanukah. If you take these two words, Taryag 613 and the Gematria of Chanukah, that's the equivalent of 702, which is the Gematria of Shabbos, which tells us. If you want to attain Shabbos, got to be two things first. Taryag on the level of Chanukah. Taryag and Chanukah together are Gematria Shabbos. That brings you to the level of Shabbos, which is a higher madrig. But you have to start first with Chanukah and Taryag. With Chanukah and Taryag. To get to a higher level of serving Hashem, Ava and Yira, on a higher level. Only a person that has already begun to prepare himself to live a life of alignment. Not to be over on, this, on the 365 negative commandments and certainly on the level of doing the mitzvahs to perform the 248 positive commandments which are the 613 mitzvahs the Chanukah, like we said, that's the beginning. That's the first level of engaging with the mitzvahs of the Torah. And so when we apply Chanukah to Taryag, and we say that we're ready to engage in the 613 mitzvahs first on the level of Chinuch, first on the level of whatever level, whether of, of, of Yerasa Oynesh, whether it's fear of, of Gehenna, or whether it's fear of negative things happening to a person in this world, or even deeper, more relevant, whether it's fear of the experience of hate itself or years of hate that the hate itself is cutting me off in some sense from Hashem and the relationship matters a great deal to me and I can't bear to think that I'm walking in a world where Hashem is going to be a little bit more distant from me so when we apply Chanukah to Taryag those get those together are Gematria Shabbos because those will bring me to the higher level of being able to serve Hashem on the level of of years of Reynos to initiate ourselves, to train ourselves. And that's Neris of Chanukah come before the Ner Shal Shabbos. Because these are two levels of Avedis Hashem. And Chanukah plus Taryag is Gematria Shabbos brings me to a higher level. Yeah. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. Let's give it some time. Patience. 
They say patience. Let's go slow, slow. Shvai, shvai. Let's see how Parvola, right? Rabbi Nachman said toward the end of his life. Gentle. Okay, so let's go, let's go in order. V'hine, he says, V'chinas ner Shabbos, Shu Abba V'yira, Ilav, Shabbos, Ner Shabbos, which is love and awe, an elevated kind. Mirumas B'Shem Shakai. This is hinted to in the name Shakai. That Shakai means Sha'amar Lo'ilamai Dai. That Akadosh Baruch Hu says, Ad Khan, here's the limit, and then beyond that, no more. Shakai. Applied in our own lives, Shakai means to say, It's enough for me to become one with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I don't want schar in this world, in the next world. Shakai. It's enough for me. I don't, know, I don't need anything more. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says about Shakai, that there's enough of my elokus for all creatures, and when we say shakai, so to speak, we reflect that back. That means to say daili be'elikusai. That's it's enough for me. Shakai, Hakadosh Baruch you are enough for me. Don't need more than that. That's the level of Shabbos. Is shakai. He says, if this is so, that the name shakai reflects this mandrega. This is the deeper panemius of another halacha of Chanukah. Mezuzami amin at our doorway is framed on either side by mitzvah on Chanukah. The mezuzah is on the doorpost to the right, and the menorah is to the left of the door. Mezuzah mi'amin, v'ner Chanukah mi'smal. Sheh mezuzah v'zar Kaddish and Sporten Shulchan Aruch says, Shem Shakai milavar. The mezuzah has the Shem Shakai written on the outside. The mezuzah is the level of Shakai. The mezuzah is the level of Shabbos. The mezuzah is the level of Sheish Daiba Elikusai. There's enough for me, just the fact that I'm able to connect to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that's enough for me. Die. That's already die. Shemuramas HaVachina Al Yoyna, that hints to the aspect of Shabbos. Bebechina is near Shabbos, Vizel Mezuzah B'Yamin. What's Yamin? Yamin is always a higher mandrega. Yamin is the right side. Yamin is chesed. Yamin is a greater revelation. To bask in HaKadosh Baruch Hu's kindness, goodness. Which is the remez of the word shakai that's on the mezuzah when we pass by it. Which means the right side is always the stronger side. It's always the more primary side. That's the ultimate madriga that we're supposed to be reaching. That's the mezuzah on the amin. The near Chanukah, like we said, Chanukah being connected to the concept of chinuch, going slow. Beginning, starting, initiating. Hamaram is la avoida aleph, which is giving us an entry point to the first avoida so that ultimately we can get to a higher madrega when we apply Chanukah to the Taryag, that's Gematria Shabbos. Sener Chanukah, Shuloshan Chinuch, Hamaram is la avoida aleph, which hints to this first madrega, humismal, hulamatamimena. That means it goes on the left side. And the left side means the weaker side. That means that's how we start. Because there always needs to be a gradient. You can't just jump to the highest madriga. You've got to go slowly, slowly, step by step. So here we see another halacha where, using this construct, we can understand that there's this kind of relationship between the Nerev Chanukah and the Nerev Shabbos. Bizehu, and this is Pshad, he says, Eretz Yisrael Gavaya Mikol says, the Gemara Kedushin says, the Gemara Tainis, Eretz Yisrael is the highest of all the lands. Kibuchinas Eretz Yisrael Meramis Alavoidas Hashem Beklois Hanefesh Mamish Bilti Metzapel Etashlam Gemul Amanas LeKabel Pras. Eretz Yisrael is serving Hashem Beklois Hanefesh with incredible level of yearning of Bittel Haetzem Bittel Hayesh, without any hope for any kind of remuneration reward in this world and the next. That's what Eretz Yisrael is. Eretz Yisrael is a place of total bittel. Eretz Yisrael, to live in Eretz Yisrael is just to live in a land of godliness, to a person that's, that's open to it. It's the place where heaven kisses earth, where there's the portal that opens up, that brings us up to a realm beyond the physical. And in that place, he says, that's the aspect of total bittel, that's the aspect of Shabbos. Eretz Yisrael is in place, but Shabbos is in time. There's a connection between Eretz Yisrael and Shabbos, a very deep connection. And he says, based on this, we could understand the opening pasuk in our parsha. 
Yaakov Avinu settled in the land of his father's sojourning, traveling, in the Eretz Canaan, in the land of Canaan. We can understand it on this level. Fascinating thing. These two words, Vayeshev Yaakov, which always, invariably, every year comes out around Chanukah, is Begematria Ner. If you take the word Ner and you have it two times, that's Gematria Vayeshev Yaakov. These two words, Vayeshev Yaakov, are a reference, Alpi Kabbalah, Alpi Pnimius, to two candles. Two kinds of candles, meaning two kinds of light, two kinds of Avedas Hashem, two kinds of revelation. Ner Shabbos, but Ner Chanukah. These two madregas, Ner Shabbos, Ner Chanukah. Vayeshev Yaakov, these two kinds of madregas. What are those two madregas? Two times Ner, Ner Shabbos, Ner Chanukah. Who is that? Amar HaPasuk, first, the Eretz Megure Aved. That's first, Kubachinas Avoida Tato. That's first the lower level. Eretz is Artsius. This is physicality. This is a person that's just beginning. Megure is the Lashon of fear. Megure is, 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 is the aspect of the aspect of Din, the aspect of the small, Menorah on the small on the left side, Chanukah, initiation, weak, something that's just beginning. So the Yeshav Yaakov ultimately, what's inside of a Yeshav Yaakov, two times Ner. What are these two Neras? First, the Eretz Meguri Aviv. That's the first thing. That's a lower Madreka. And then the Eretz Kanan. Then you get to Eretz Yisrael. The Eretz Kanan. Eretz here refers to the experience on the part of the Yid that is Mamish Batal, the Nafshika Afala Kaltiya. This is Eretz Kanan. What's Kanan is Milashan Hachna'a, subjugation. This is Bittal. So it first begins with Eretz Meguri Aviv. First begins with a very low kind of level where a person is just beginning and a person, his own whole consideration is what's in it for me, right? Well, how's this going to affect me as a person? That's Eretz Meguri Aviv. That's not a, not a high Madriga. But ultimately, you can get to Eretz Kanan, the Nafshika Afala Kaltiya to be absolutely buttled to the, to, the, to the absolute, which is kal, right? To be buttled to the absolute. And the aspect of kanan, which is hachna, just subjugation. The Eretz kanan, he avoid el yoyna. Kishne tevois, be'eretz kanan, he says another remez, these two words, be'eretz kanan, are gematria das, have the gematria of the word das, true consciousness, higher level, as well as the number seven, umisvar shiva. If you take the word das and you add seven, that gives you the words, the Eretz Kena'an. Mirames, and that hints to us, Shebechinas das, who elyona kola midas, this is the higher level beyond all the midas, ukalul mizayin midas, and it includes all seven midas, which relate to us as individuals, as perceptible identities with our different emotions and our different feelings and our different traits, that's the lower level, Das, which includes all the seven Midas that come below it and enables us to rise to a much higher place where we stop seeing ourselves in terms of who we are and we start to focus on a much higher Madriga, on a level of yearning, of bittel, of wanting to do Ratzon Hashem without any promise of reward or, or, or fear of punishment. And includes all seven Midas. As the Pasuk says, Right? There's a Das. It's called Das Elyon. And that's, he says, That's the aspect, The Bittel of Hachna'a, of Kenan. Eretz Yisrael Dik. It's a higher Madriga, the level of Shabbos. Yedea Das Elyon. Kubachinas Ner Shabbos. Bechinas Ava Beyurapinimius. It's a deeper level. Which is the highest of all lands. Why is it the highest? Again, because it, it, it's Moira, it hints to a higher Madrid. Vizehu, and with this, the final set of Ramazim for this very incredible idea is the Pasik that we have. When the first baby is born, Zarach, and he sticks out his hand. This hints to the first Madriga. Person's just starting. You're just sticking out your hand a little bit, like for health. So, 
Oz Hischil Shem Shak. You have to listen to this. The Mamish, this Remez is, is lo yuuman, blew my mind. Listen to this Remez, how he sees a Pasuk. When you're just starting to be birthed, so to speak, in your spiritual journey, the level of Chanukah, the level of Chinuch, just starting out. So what do we experience when we're just starting out? What's Yad? He says, In the beginning, a little bit of Shem Shaka is starting because Ultimately, we're trying to get to that madriga. Shabbos is only the sum total, literally, of, of, of Chanukah and Taryag, right? Of Chinuch and Taryag, of just, just starting. And so the Shem Shakai is starting to be mitnotes, right? There's already a little bit of love and awe. You have to start slow, and so we balance it at first. See, so he says, Bitchila Bishnei Oisius Yudalid Mishem Shakai. So that's Bitchila Vayihibalidat Vayitin Yad. The Shem Shakai begins to reveal itself, but only the, those two letters that come at the end, which is Yud and Dalid, of the Shem Shakai. Vayihibalidita, in the beginning of Arahodes Hashem, Vayitain Yad. We experience only partially this experience of Shem Shakai, Yud and Dalid, of this three letter name. Ultimately, when we get to a higher Madrega, Vatikshar al Yodai Shani. And so they tied onto that hand, what it means literally, they saw the first hand that came out, they tied a string onto it saying, okay, this is the firstborn. But then there was a, there was a paratz, the paratz, right? The second baby pushed him out of the way and came out, which we'll get to in a minute. But what might this mean, says the Basayin, unbelievable. If the word yad is seen as two, or two, right, two-thirds of the name shakai, and that's the Yud and Dalit of the Shem Shakai. So he says, eventually you get to a place where Vatikshar al Yodai, where appended to the Yud and Dalit of your experience <coughs> of Shakai is Shani. What's Shani? Shani is the Isis Shin, which is the third letter of Shakai. Unbelievable Ramis. Vatikshar al Yodai, the Yud Dalit that you already have, what do they tie? Shani is Isis Shin. And we add on that final element to this incredible, incredible madrega of Shakai. I don't need anything other than godliness. I don't exist. To become unified with the Kodesh Baruch on the level of Shabbos, the level, the level of Eretz Yisrael. And the word is completed. Which is the letters, Shin Nun Yud. Then you get to the highest madrega. Lame are saying, to say, okay, now you've gotten to the, to the It's the first, it's the highest, it's most primary of the Madrigas. You got there. You arrived. You dalid, and then the shin is added to it, shakai. Shakai. Shabbos. Nere Shabbos. But what happens? Nefila. That even a person that reaches this incredible madriga, it's not all the time. It's very hard to hold on to. So he says a person has an afil of a shavla achar mi madriga a person can fall from that higher place. And it's very hard to constantly live a Shabbistic life. It's very hard to stay at such a level of consciousness all the time. Almost impossible, if not impossible. So the Pasa continues and addresses this experience. A person falls to a lower level. What's the second level? What's the brother, so to speak? It's called Peretz. What's Peretz? Gematria, Ner Chanukah, Kel. Unbelievable. Peretz is Ner Chanukah, which is the second Madrega. Which Chanukah plus Taryag is Gematria Shabbos. And Shabbos is Shakai, and that's the Yud Dalit plus the Shani, which is the first Madrega. They call them Peretz. That's the second Madrega. Ner Chanukah Kel. What's the Kel? Hainu Oz Madrega Sanafila Tzarek Lechazik Azatzmai Laabudis Hashem Bimadrega Tachtoina. So then it's okay. Serve a Kodesh Baruch Hu, find Kel, find a Kodesh Baruch Hu, even on the level of Ner Chanukah. That's also a Madrega. Encourage yourself, person falls. Remind yourself, this is, this is also plenty. This is fine. This is true for all of our levels. 
Okay, start with Chanukah. Chanukah Malash and Chinuch. Chanukah gives us that opening. Labadis Hashem, Bechinuch, Vaschala. Start serving Hashem whatever you can muster and your level. Besur me Rabba Asitoyev. Yeah, it's okay. Even Amanas the Kabul Pras. Even because you can't wait to get a Ganeidin or whatever it is. It's okay. Then you can get to the level of Shabbos, which is of course the higher Madriga. And he ends this amazing teaching by saying, Incredible piece. If you follow the whole train of the different Ramazim and they check and they fit. So here we come to Shimon's question. What ultimately does this have to do with Hanukkah? Hanukkah itself. First of all, when you're learning the Sfarim, and the Sfarim start to arrange concepts and connect things, especially in Breslov, but you find this in other teachings also, it's almost as if the Tzaddikim, on purpose, left that space at the bottom of the page, so to speak, for you to fill in. For now, you go to explore. It's all Hakdamas. These are all just beginning, beginning, beginning to help us put two concepts together. We trust in the Tzaddik that this is something that Apipnimius checks. It's true. And now I have to go and find that showing up throughout all the different symbolism of Hanukkah, how we can find this concept of Yerusha Einesh on either the level that we started with or the level of the Piyasetzner, reflected in the Menorah, reflected in the story of Hanukkah, reflected in the victory, and so on and so forth. So that really is, is for you and for all of us to explore. But I'll just say one thing. One Nakuda, if you remember, he said that Hanukkah is the Madriga of Gullus, Klape de Gu'ula of Shabbos. Shabbos is the level of when things are where they're supposed to be. Mamish aligned in the way that they're supposed to be aligned. Serving Hashem on the highest madriga, the level of gu'ula, of alignment. Chanukah, he says, is the level of gullus. And the reason that it's the level of gullus is, again, it's not a bad thing. It's not like, ah, oh, this is a, it's a, you know, it's an exile mentality. It's a low thing. No, it means that if you're in gullus, you need a stepping stool. If you're in Gullus, if you're in an experience where right now you don't feel bottled to the Ein Sof, and right, right now you very much feel embodied in this human experience of strangeness, which the Piyasetzin Rebbe gave us comfort about, but we feel that we're very much in our own head and in our own selves, so we can start from there. Fine, start to serve Hashem from there. It gives us a foothold. The Tzaddikim say that Chanukah as a Yantiv is the Saif, it's the end of all the Nisims, Hayd, it's the last, the last miracle. And we take it into Gullus with us. With Mamish taken into Gullus with us. It is the entry point. It is the, um, the Pesach. That for those who are in Gullus and all the symbolism of Hanukkah, that when everything else is destroyed and everything's in shambles, you find one little Pach Shemitar. You find one little drop of pure oil. And from there, miracles. Right? All the symbolism of Hanukkah, the concept of being able to light the nearest Lamatame Asara in a very low place, ultimately, that we're supposed to light it near to the floor, close to the floor if we can. That's the concept of bringing a Lukus down into the dark, into the depths. It's in the middle of the winter when there's no Yavim Toivim, and we're distant from Tishrei, and we're distant from Nisan, and we're smack in the middle of a cold, dark, dead world where everything is frozen over Kipshutai. Hanukkah gives us hope. And so Hanukkah, being aligned with this concept of Yusa Einesh, gives us all hope to say, this is our Pesach. This is where we begin. Chanukah's Meloshen Haschala. It's This is how we start. And so that's one more abstract concept, linking Chanukah to this concept. Believe it or not, the Ma'arinayim actually says, based on the Mishnah, that tells us that the Neiros, that, are, I'm sorry, the oil and psil that we're not allowed to use to light Shabbos Neiros with, are kosher to use for the nearest of Hanukkah. Because the reason that we don't use them on Shabbos is because we're afraid Shamayata is going to come, he's going to play around with it, it's not working so well because they're not quality wicks. You have to light with a certain wick. But on Hanukkah, we're allowed to. That's how Pipshat. But the Ma'arinayim says like this. He says there are certain Yidin who have wick and oil inside of them. They have all the potential for experiencing the Ner Elohim Mishras Adam, the flame of being connected to HaKadosh Baruch on the highest level. He says there are some Yidin that there's a Ner and a Psil that even Shabbos is not able to set their heart on fire. Even Shabbos. Some Yidin are not impacted by Shabbos. They don't keep Shabbos. They're not interested in Shabbos. But the Mishnah is telling us even oil, and this kind of Psil that don't get lit through Shabbos they get, they get inspired on Chanukah. 
which in accordance with this teaching takes on new meaning as well. Because there's a foothold. There we can get our foot in the door. Start from there. Be a little bit selfish in your consideration. Care about yourself in this world. Care about your physical experience. You don't want, forget about Gehenim in Olam The hell of this world we don't want. Even though it's selfish. Even though, you're right. But Hanukkah is Chinuch. Hanukkah gives us a little bit of hope, gives us strength in an experience of Gullah so we can start to march when we apply Hanukkah to Taryag to get to the Madriga of Shabbos. And so that's a little bit more of why Hanukkah is connected to this, uh, to this concept, but I'm sure you'll come up with far better stuff. I look forward to hearing you, Bezer Let's take a look at the last source, the last few minutes we have. Where the Heilige Berditsche versus Chusi Agunaleinu and Kedushas Lachanukkah space says the following. It's part of a much longer drush over there. It just took a couple of lines. I in Shum for the full context. But he says like this, V'efshur, it's possible to suggest A beautiful thing he says. He says the light that's accessible on Shabbos and Yantiv, where is that light triggered? Where, how does it come down? Where is, it, where is the opening? Who opens the gates? He says, by the lighting of the candles, that's when everything becomes open, both by Shabbos and by Hanukkah. That's what we're learning about it now. As we go through Shabbos, the nearest Shabbos are the very first mitzvah we do. It's the beginning of Shabbos. Even before you go to Shul to Davin, even to be Mechabal Shabbos. The Kiddush Achrikein and well before Kiddush. Through lighting the candles of Shabbos, we open all the gates for all the spiritual illuminations that are coming down upon us on these special days. He says by Shabbos, because the whole thing of Shabbos is Kriyavah Kaima, that it's happening, so to speak, on its own. Therefore, it's more connected to the Avoidah of Nashim, who are the Avoidah of Bittal, Total bittel, because they're the ones that are able to channel this. They're the aspect of Malchus, the aspect of the Kli, the aspect that we've been discussing in previous weeks of total nullification to the source, total nullification to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and that's the Madriga of Shabbos, like we learned, Kavad and Oinik, Mishiach ben Yosef, certainly, but Mishiach ben David is total bittel, like we learned. Total bittel, a passive aspect, and that's the aspect of Nashim. And they're the ones that on Shabbos, they're the ones because Shabbos is only shining down on a, on a personality and a Jew that's totally battle. And he says that's aligned with the spiritual essence of the Isha, of the, of the aspect of Malchus. And he goes and he says that this is Pshadak, for Yadu, it's known. All the opening of gates have to be Bezois, have to be with the aspect of Bittal, which Zois is an aspect of Chava. The Chava is taken from, from the first time you see Zeus. Right? Zeus also is a feminine as opposed to Zeh. You refer to women but with Zeus. Right? And that's an aspect of Chava. That's an aspect of Malchus. Bezeus. As the Pasuk says, Pischuli Shari Tzedek. Open the gates of righteousness for me. How do you get through the gates of righteousness? Bezeus. Through the aspect of Zeus. And that's the aspect of Malchus. And that's how we open the gates on Shabbos. 